Welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Vorse. Join us now for service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. Romans chapter 8, and I want to talk to you about being hidden with Christ in God today, um, protected by God. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 3, you don't have to turn there, I'll just go ahead and read it real quick like because it's just a short verse and we're going to be doing most of our uh, uh, work out of Romans chapter 8. But here's what the Bible says, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Can you say that with me? For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in I feel like we need to do that one more time. Come on. Let's do it. You ready? One, two, three. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Thank you, Father, for the Word of God that changes and transforms our hearts and our lives. Touch me to be able to effectively communicate it today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you for just a few moments this morning about living in the righteousness of God or being hid with Christ in God or being protected by God. And we'll just read the first four verses because that's all the farther that we got in the first service. I had the whole chapter down, but we only got the four verses. So we'll read those first four and we'll work on those for a little bit. The Bible says, There is therefore now no... Somebody shout, No. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in... Somebody say, In... Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son... In the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. Father, help me today minister this message. The Word of God teaches us here in verse number 1, that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The key here is being in Christ. That's what the key is. And we're going to be talking about that some today where we're, our lives are hid with Christ in God. So there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And then the Bible goes on and it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So we see there in verse number 1 that the key, not only is it being in Christ, but the Bible teaches us that we do not walk after the flesh. Verse number 4, we see it repeated. In the last part of that verse, it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I want you to touch your neighbor right now and tell him, you're going to have to walk somewhere. Every single one of us are on a journey. Every single one of us are going to walk somewhere. We're either going to walk after the flesh or we're going to walk after the Spirit. If we walk after the flesh, 
it will be exemplified in our life. We're going to talk fleshly. We're going to think fleshly. We're going to conduct ourselves in a fleshly manner. And we're going to reap the rewards of the... Of the... Of the... Flesh. You with me? I'm so glad you are. But if we walk in the Spirit, if we allow our speech to be inspired by the Spirit, if we think godly thoughts and spiritual thoughts, then we're going to receive spiritual rewards because we are walking after the... We're walking after the... One more time. The Spirit. See, you're getting it. So, we're going to walk somewhere. Either we're going to walk after the flesh or we're going to walk after the Spirit. Either we're going to receive fleshly rewards or we're going to receive spiritual rewards. That's why the Bible said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When we seek the kingdom of God, then we seek God's system and God's ways of doing things. So if we work according to kingdom economy, we receive kingdom results. If we work according to the fleshly economy, we can receive fleshly results. What do you mean by that? The flesh says go in debt and pay interest. The spirit says sow seed and expect a harvest. You've got the same 10 bucks. You decide what to do with it. Am I going to work in fleshly economy? Am I going to work in spiritual economy? You have the same information. The doctor said that you have a disease that's going to kill you. So the flesh says, okay, you know, I need you all to pray for me because of my cancer. It's not yours, honey. It's the devil's. It's not yours until you take ownership of it. It's the devil's. So you can be like that or you can lean back and you can say, Lord, I thank you that you said in your word that none of these diseases would come upon me. And Lord, you also said that they wouldn't come back on me. A second time. That's in the word. That's in the Word. So we're either walking in the flesh or we're walking in the Spirit. If we walk in the flesh, we're, quote, in the flesh. If we walk in the Spirit, we're, quote, in the Spirit. The Bible said there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Your flesh will condemn you to death. Your flesh will try to make you guilty over something that you've done before that God delivered you from, that Jesus paid the price for you to be free from. Your flesh will constantly replay that to you and they'll constantly condemn you and they'll tell you things like, well, you know something 30 years ago, you know, you started smoking 30 years ago, you quit 10 years ago and so now this is, you know, I guess I'm going to have to deal with my emphysema. First of all, it's not your emphysema. Some people say, well, you know, I'm just going to have to deal with that, I guess. No, 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 no. When Jesus came in and made all things new, He made all things new. 
He didn't give you a washed up version of your old self. Come on, somebody. He made you new. He uses terms like being born again. How come he just didn't say, we'll just clean you up and make do? Because he makes all things new. He makes all things new. The enemy will try to condemn you because of that. And when symptoms come upon your life, he'll try to get you to embrace those symptoms because of something that you did before that you feel condemnation over or you feel guilt over. Jesus said, I've not come to destroy you, but I've come to give you life. Satan come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The key is staying hidden in Christ. The key is living inside of Christ. When we get outside of Christ and we start walking in the flesh again, then we make ourselves a prime target for the enemy. But when we get hidden with Christ and God, Satan can't find us because we're hidden from him. We're covered by the blood. We're cleansed by the blood. We're protected by the blood. We're delivered by the blood. We're set free by the blood. Come on, somebody, help me preach. I feel some anointing in this place. God will set you free, but you've got to let him stay hid with, stay on the other side of the bloodline. Stay hid with Christ in God. So then the Bible said there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ, which, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Touch your neighbor and say, you're going to walk somewhere. Don't forget that. Verse number two, for the long, of the spirit of life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Touch your neighbor and tell them you're going to live under a law somewhere. So not only are you going to walk somewhere, but you're going to live under a law somewhere. Now, according to this passage of Scripture, the Bible says that we can be free from indwelling sin. I don't have to let sin reign in my mortal body that I would fulfill it in the lust thereof. I don't have to let sin be a master over me. The Bible said that the law of the spirit of life, there's a law that brings life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There's the key. Come on. Tell somebody, in. in. Look at someone else and say, in. in. Look at the one in front of you and say, in. in. Behind you, in. in. Just go, in, 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 in. Come on, in. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So I'm going to live under the law of the Spirit or I'm going to live under the law of sin and death. I make that choice. How do I make that choice? By where I choose to walk. Amen. 
Selah. Don't think I'm looking straight at you. I don't have my glasses on. I'm just looking. I can see you. I just can't see your facial expression. So if you're frowning, it ain't working. I'm either living under the law of the Spirit or I'm living under the law of sin and death. It is determined by where I walk. Either I walk after the flesh or I walk after the Spirit. I know I'm walking after the flesh if I suffer from guilt and condemnation. I know I'm walking after the Spirit if I'm resting in Him. Peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your minds. That's what the Word of God says. So I choose to live under the law of the spirit of life which is found inside of Christ. Sin and death is more attractive to the flesh. Life is more attractive to the Spirit. When we live according to the law of sin and death, our lives turn into a wreck. Well, I'm doing just fine, Pastor. What about when you're pushing up daisies? You might be doing good according to the things of this world, but when you die, you ain't taking none of that with you. I made up my mind a long time ago that I need to give my life to the Lord, not just my soul. I want to enjoy the benefits of sonship. I like living in the anointing. I like, I like experiencing the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now let's go on here. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, so the law was trying to get people to shape up. The law was trying to get people to quit killing, stealing, destroying, commit adultery, all these types of things. The law was trying to get people to quit doing things like that. And the Bible said the law wasn't real successful in that for what the law could not do, and that it was weak, through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Somebody shout, Jesus! That's who that was. It was Jesus. God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Now understand, the Bible said that He sent Him in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Now, you can live under the law of sin and death and you can try your best to be good enough to give your life to Jesus and to make heaven. But the Bible said that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, we cannot have dead works and serve a living God and expect to experience spiritual things in our life. 
Either we're hid with Christ in God or we're not. The law could not accomplish, according to the scripture, the law could not accomplish what it was trying to do. So God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, but there is condemnation to those who are in the flesh. You see it? It's right there in the Word of God. The flesh condemns you. The Spirit gives you life. The flesh kills you. The Spirit of God, living in the Spirit, gives you purpose. It gives you drive. It gives you the peace of God that passes all understanding. So then we go on, and it says in verse number 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. In us. Not on us or around us, but in us. How? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, you're going to walk somewhere. So what is the righteousness of the law? The righteousness, of, the righteousness, the Bible said right here, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who have made the decision walk after the Spirit. You and I were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus the day that we became born again. As long as we are hid in God, in Christ and in God, as long as we live in Him, then the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us because we walk after the Spirit. Now, let me kind of explain that. I really want to break this down because I want you to understand something about this. Jesus did not come to destroy the law but to fulfill it. That means He came to satisfy the requirements of the law. Every promise that God gives you in the law. Every promise that we see in the law is ours by virtue of the fact that we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And the reason that it is ours is because we are hid with Christ in God. We live in Him and He lives in us. So our lives are wrapped around Christ and our lives are wrapped around God. And because of that, we are wrapped up completely around, hidden inside as His body. He's the head. As His body, we are hidden inside of the one who satisfied the requirements of the law. Now listen to me very closely. I don't want you to miss this. This is not complicated. It's not complicated. It brings freedom. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, 
All of those promises in those 14 verses are yours. If your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, what about all of the other things in the law? I mean, some of you teenagers, you need to be thanking God that you live in 2017 in America. Because under the old Mosaic law, if you got rebellious, they just took you out to the rock pile and stoned you to death. They said, we're not going to let that DNA in our family. You think you got it bad? That's how it used to be. Well, there's a lot of things about the law. A man could look at a woman three or four times and say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. And she had to leave with nothing but the clothes on her back. It didn't even matter how long she had been with him. It's the way the law was. It was very cruel. Being hid with Christ in God makes the blessings of the law available to us because we are hid with Christ in God. But it also protects us from the vengeance of the law. We don't live in the law anymore. We live under grace. We are surrounded by grace. The Bible says here, the Bible says here in Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 31, that the righteousness of God comes by grace through faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the scripture says that salvation comes by grace through faith. Whatever we receive from God, we're going to receive by grace through faith. We receive it by grace because it was paid for 2,000 years ago on Calvary. The church is not living in the freedom that they could. The church is not living in the victory that they could. The church is not healthy like they should be. The church is not prosperous like they should be. We don't have the peace of God like we should because we don't make ourselves available for everything that Calvary paid for. Because we have law mentality and we're walking through the mandates of the flesh. We're going to walk somewhere. We're going to walk after the flesh or we're going to walk after the Spirit. If I walk after the flesh, it says I have to pay for my sin. If I walk after the Spirit, it says Jesus paid for my sins. For by grace, God's ability to do in us and for us what we cannot do in ourselves or for ourselves. For by grace we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't be good enough to make, yourself, make your way into heaven, but you can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and stand before him spotless and whole and full of favor and full of blessing because of Calvary, hallelujah. And you do it by faith. You and I, we do it by faith. We do it by faith. Hallelujah, I get so cranked up I can hardly stand it. I have a personal rapture. I'm going to lay hands on myself and fall out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give myself my own courtesy drop, amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8. Through 10. Let's go there. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Y'all still with me? Ephesians chapter 2. Do you understand the message here? We got to walk somewhere. 
We're either going to walk after the flesh or we're going to walk after the Spirit. And we have to live under a law. We're either going to live under the law of the Spirit of life in Christ or we're going to live under the law of sin and death. So we have to walk somewhere and we have to live, you know, somewhere. We have to live under under something. Okay, then Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says this, For by grace are ye saved through faith. <sighs> through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What is? What is the gift of God? Salvation and faith. And faith. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Look at verse number 10. For we are His workmanship. Why are you trying to be someone you're not? Hello. You out there? Yep, you're there. Why are you trying to be someone you're not? God made you just like He wants you. God made you as tall as He wanted you. He made you the color He wanted you. He let you be, be born where He wanted you to be born. He formed you. He fashioned you. He created you. He made you. And He stacked the deck inside of you with all kinds of gifts and talents to be able to live the prosperous life. You're going to be a blessing to somebody. Come on. You're going to be a blessing to somebody. You were created to worship God and bless others. Not about you, but I'm a, I, but I'm a blessing because I'm blessed. You're a blessing because you're blessed. You don't get blessed to be a blessing. You're a blessing because you're blessed. You've learned to walk after the spirit of life in Christ who made you free from the law of sin and death. So you are his workmanship. God made you you. I wish I had blonde hair. God wanted you a brunette, baby. I wish I had some hair. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> we have too much fun together. But we are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He created me in Him. He created me to live in Him. He created me to dwell in Him and Him in me. When I walk after the flesh, I'm going down the road, wrong road. Why should I expect to be healthy and whole and prosperous and have God's favor if I'm living somewhere I wasn't created for? Amen. Hallelujah. You were created in Him, by Him, and for Him. And in Him all things exist. Okay, Donna, I'll quit hollering. 
I get so excited I can hardly stand it. Okay. Created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Verse number 11. Not supposed to do this, but I'm going to. Wherefore, remember, because I'll get off on a track here. But wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles, how? In the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. And because of that, you didn't have any hope and you was without God in this world. Verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ who is our peace that's broken down both one and hath broken down the middle wall a partition between us having killed in his flesh the enemy even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank God he created me in Christ Jesus. Thank God he taught me to walk under the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Thank you he taught me. Thank you, Lord, that he taught me that I don't have to walk after the flesh, but I can walk after the spirit. Thank you, God, that you taught me to be a son of God and an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. At one time, I was an alien. I was a stranger to the covenant of promise. But I had, and I had no hope. But now in Christ, those that are far are made nigh by the blood of the Lamb. Some of you here today need to get a hold of this message and you need to draw a bloodline around your family. You need to draw, draw a bloodline and say, Devil, you can't cross the bloodline. I'm drawing that bloodline on my health. I'm drawing it on my finances. I'm drawing it on my wife. I'm drawing it on my children. I'm drawing it on my grandchildren. I'm drawing it on and my aunts and my uncles. Devil, you don't cross the bloodline. On this side, we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. How can I do that? You have the right. You have the name. You have the authority. You have the blood. You're walking after the spirit and not after the flesh. And you're submitting to the law of the spirit of life instead of the law of sin and death. You have the right. You make the choice. You make the choice. You and I can have anything and everything that Calvary paid for if we'll just go after it. We're trying to receive through reason the only things we can receive through revelation. We're trying to act like the devil. Out one side of our mouth and prophesy out the other. There's a word for that. It's called hypocrite. Hypocrisy is a spiritual thing. No, 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 no. You can't have one foot in the church 
One foot in the world. You can't live for God one minute. Live in the world the next. Word of God says we're in the world, but we're not of it. Somebody asked me not too long ago. They said, where do you call home? I said, heaven. Surely there's a home, not heaven. They looked at me like a calf looking at a new gate. I quoted in the scripture about Abraham. Sought for a country whose builder and maker was God. He didn't find it when he was alive, but he found it when he closed his eyes in death. Heaven is our home. The Word of God says we're strangers and pilgrims and foreigners. Oh, there's a place down here that our flesh can call home. When I go to the mountains, I'm like, home. Thank God. Because I was raised in the mountains. I'm a mountain man. I've shot, skinned, dressed out more than one deer. Used to kill squirrels, make squirrel gravy all the time. I kid you not, I'm walking from the offices through the woods to the house a couple of weeks ago and I stopped and I thought, there's a squirrel here, I can smell it. And I looked up, and about two trees over, there was a nest. And I stayed real still. And in about five minutes, there were three squirrels that started running. And I thought, oh, guy still got it. <laughs> Somebody said, what are you going to do if the economy crashes? I can hunt, honey. And I can fish. And my mama taught me how to grow a garden. I taught Donna how to cook (laughs) from something besides a can. She might have to learn how to make a shirt out of a hide or something. I don't know, but anyway. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. We're done. First, I'm going down a wrong road here. First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Living in the light makes a continuous cleansing from sin a real experience. The Christian who loves what Jesus loves and hates what Jesus hates has fellowship with him. That word fellowship is koinonia, that's partnership. Be careful where you partner. When you join yourself as a partner to someone, I'll give the illustration that I gave in the first service. Where's Charles? Come on, Charles. Uh, I don't know why I have to holler at him, but come on, Charles. Hallelujah. But the illustration that I gave in the first service, I told him, I said, you know, 28 years ago at the Liberty Road Church of God, when I made, when I said those two words to Donna Kay, I do. I did but I had absolutely no idea what I had just done. (laughs) I came into partnership with her. 
and her life became intertwined and entangled with mine. But more than that, mine became entwined and intertangled with hers, entangled with hers. Up until that point, I had absolutely no idea I could be wrong so many times in a day. But she received the anointing to set me straight and walked around with a little pen to pop my little arrogant head every now and then. I would say, don't you know I'm a man of God? She'd say, man of God, take out the trash. (laughs) But my life became part of hers and hers became part of mine. This is partnership. This is... Koinonia, this is fellowship. It's the word, that's what fellowship means. It means partnership. If we love what Jesus loves, if we hate what he hates, then we have fellowship with him. We're in partnership with him. So the other day, we're driving down the road with my mother and father-in-law. And my father-in-law is just a sweet old guy, you know. I mean, he likes to giggle (laughs) when things amuse him. And we're driving down the road. And I could not finish a sentence because the peanut gallery in the back seat <laughs> kept finishing everything I was trying to say. And finally, I said, you don't even know what I'm trying to say. She said, honey, I know what you're going to say. I've been married to you for 28 years. I said, could I please just finish? So I would start to say something and she would finish it again. Well, then her partner in crime... <laughs> a.k.a. my mother-in-law got involved in the action. And what does my father-in-law do? (laughs) He just hangs me out to dry. Just (laughs) He thinks it's so funny. But for 28 years, we've, you know, been married. Almost in, in, in January, 28 years. Is that right? 28 years? <laughs> I only heard one man's voice in all of those O's. The rest of them was <laughs> women. But what if we came into partnership like that with God? What if we were so close to Him we could finish the sentences? Hmm? What matters to him should matter to us. What he loves, we should love. What he hates, we should hate. The only way to make that happen is to live our lives hid with Christ in God. That's it. We don't walk after the flesh. We walk after the Spirit. We don't live under the law of sin and death. We live under the law of the Spirit of life, which makes us free from the law of sin and death. We realize that we're saved by grace through faith and that it's not our own works, that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because of that, we're in partnership with Him. Be careful who you partner with. Just because someone gets on television and says, I want you to be my partner, doesn't mean you need to be their partner. The anointings that's in their life, which may not be good anointings, are going to flow into your life. 
the attitudes and the things that's going on into their life. That, see, it creates a connection. You got to be careful who you partner with. And I'm not just talking about something like that. I'm talking about even as friendship. You got to be careful who you partner with. Be friendly to everybody. But be careful who you have intimate conversations with. Who you allow into your inner, inner circle. It's important. We're hid with Christ in God. We're His partner. So I, because I'm His partner, I don't live under guilt anymore. I don't live under condemnation anymore. My life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Thank you for joining us on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at www.suncoast4, and that's the number 4, Jesus.tv. You may also write us at 12637 Pony Lane, Hudson, Florida, 34669. Or you may call us at 727-856-1770. Our office hours are Monday through Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And remember, the Word will work if you work the Word.